Oh, hallelujah. Have you been washed in the river, brother? Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb? Amen. Mm -hmm. It's always interesting. Let every brain be washed in the living water into the Garden of Eden inside our combined hearts. Enter the garden. The blood of the Lamb was shed for the purging of the conscience from death. Hebrews 9. So any death that separates your own brain from Jesus and your own spirit inside your heart, let it be washed, let it be cleansed, let it be sprinkled. Let it be healed right now. And just receive the tender washing of the blood of the Lamb through the doorpost of your forehead. Passover. The death will pass over and pass under too. Hallelujah. Intoxicate our minds as we enter heaven, the house of wine, the garden of Eden, vineyards of heaven. Every distraction, every care, every worry, every thought, every prayer be cast into the garden and planted in the garden of fire of the Father's heart. Any seed that cannot be grown inside the Father's heart, let it burn. Till the soil of our hearts. Plant the seed of your word. Grow us up living water into the garden of heaven to consume all flesh and blood on earth. Thank you, Father. It's really healthy for everyone just to spend a couple minutes in stillness. Be still and know that He is God, wrapping your bodies inside and outside and all throughout. Transform us infinite stillness. Thank you, Father. Glory. Wow. It's good to be here in the presence of the Holy Ghost. May every one of you feel welcomed and at home in heaven on earth. Citizens of heaven, children of the kingdom, the offspring of God. Thank you, Father, for uprooting every weed of every lie that we believe right now, let it burn.
Let the fire of your love burn up all the lies that are weeds, that are choking out the good seed from minds not knowing and feeling the glory. The purity of our hearts is the ever-increasing seeing of the glory. Only believe, Jesus said, and you shall see the glory of God. We want to see the glory. We want to live in the land of Hevelah by the river Pishon. <laughs> God is speaking to me about realms of the Garden of Eden that Adam and Eve lived in. As you enter the Promised Land, you, you'll literally live in Hevelah. <laughs> the very geography and the names of these glory realms are written in the Genesis of Adam and Eve. People have been looking for the geography and they're like, yeah, maybe in Africa. We've never found the river Pishon. That's what scholars said. I was reading it on Google earlier. <laughs> and it's not about how you pronunciate it. It's not about if you know Hebrew. It's about if you know the glory. Amen. And he said, this land of Hevelah that the river Pishon completely encircled is the first place you enter into the Garden of Eden. There's four rivers that came out of Eden and watered the garden. And this garden is inside your heart and as your minds repent and return to Christ in you, the first realm of Eden that you enter within is Hevelah, where there is gold, it is written. Oh, here we go with prosperity. Now it's the gold of heaven. And the gold of earth has to be returned there in order for the glory to return. Everything that was stolen out of the Spirit has to be returned to the Spirit. Can't you see the restoration of all things? All the gold and silver is mine, says the Lord. This isn't a financial offering. This is the understanding of the curse of the fall and the restoration of all things. In order to go back into Eden, what was taken out of Eden has to be returned to Eden. Solomon did this in a partial measure. Do you understand that Solomon filled his temple with gold and through the sacrifice of the blood of the animals, the glory filled the temple. The Father said it was a type and shadow of the restoration of the gold of Eden, the gold of the river Pishon, and so they supernaturally entered the land of Hevelah, where there is gold, and that's why silver had no value in Solomon's day. Solomon entered Eden. He entered the Garden of God, took the whole nation with him. Do you understand that? What does great wisdom do? Takes you into heaven. What's the whole point of wisdom? Building so your soul is only experiencing the original design 
of the Garden of Eden, Mount Zion, in the throne room of heaven. Adam and Eve had no other experiences except perfect glory realms continuously until they fell, until they came out of the Garden of Eden, until, until they came out of the glory, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the Garden of Glory, the Garden of Eden. And Christ is God, equal to the Father. And Revelation says, Return to the Lamb. Honor, glory, power, dominion, might, authority, wisdom, and riches. Do you know that the most basic elementary thing to be returned to the Lamb is the natural realm? That's the step one. Step two is honor. Step three, wisdom, glory. Then you get into dominion, authority, power, and might. Let it all be given to the Lamb. And who's the wife of the Lamb? Let me show you the wife of the Lamb. It's your inner man. It's your heart. Anyone whose brain is attached to their heart is the wife of the Lamb. Because you've married the Spirit. You've been joined to the Lord. The word joined to the Lord. If anyone is joined to the Lord, they're one spirit with the Lord. It is written, is married. They're married to the Lord. <laughs> the new covenant is being joined or married to the Lord in your spirit. And then after your spirit is joined and the born again experience, being born of spirit, joined in spirit, washed in water, the water is to join the brain to the Lord. Where in your spirit, in you, and your spirit's right there in your belly. Out of your belly will flow rivers of the Holy Spirit, John 7, 38. Returning your brain through the washing of the rivers from the inside out is repentance, returning to God. Had an incredible experience yesterday. <laughs> wow. The Spirit showed me the path within. We posted Revelation all day long on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram and everything. It's like the Revelation waterfall of the Garden of Eden is so continual. If I don't write it down and make the Revelation plain, like I feel like physical blockages. Like I would stop the flow of the river if I didn't release it and get it out. Because it's just a flow. And so it's just, there's, you can't stop it. Once you go this deep in the living water, there are words from the Father coming continuously. There's no vacation from God. There's no Sabbath from God. God is our Sabbath. Being in His water, in His Word, in His fire is our rest and our Sabbath. So you can't take a vacation. You can't rest apart from God. That's called hell. There's no resting apart from God. That's hell. That's the separation from God. That's anxiety. That's stress. That's madness. And so we take all of that and we give it to the river and our conscience that was seared because of dead works practicing sin is now washed in the sprinkling of the blood of the Lamb and it returns to our spirit. And as we return to our spirit, we go inward into our own heart and we cleanse our own hearts. That's what the new covenant is. And that's what deals with our own hypocrisy as we dig down within our own hearts. Make straight the way of the Lord. It's not external, zero. It's internal, 100%. The ancient paths are internal. The way of the Lord is internal. Christ in you. 
The stairway of Jacob's ladder is your DNA. It's your heart. It's the secret stairway of the heart. It's beyond the veil. It's working in the eternal spirit. And so as you go down within, as deep as you dig within, by the word that leads your mind. See, the word of God is the leadership of the mind. You have this word as an anchor for the soul. Speaking specifically of the brain to be anchored to where? An anchor works in water. The water is in your belly to pull your brain down into your heart, entering the heart, entering the gates of God. That's entering the Garden of Eden. And the flashing sword is what? The Bible tells you it's the word of God and the cherubim are, are the cherubim of the glory. And so you enter the glory by going within through the word of God, leading your mind through the blood of the lamb because the seared conscience is locked out of the garden. They were locked out of the gate of God. They were locked out of their own hearts. Hallelujah. Do you understand? The blood was shed to open the door to your heart for your own brain. Heaven is in the heart. And having your conscience outside your heart is being outside the city gates with the dogs and sorcerers. And so we want to enter the gates. We want to enter our own heart. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Is your conscience up here in the outer court? Is your conscience outside the gate? Are you still influenced by he who's in the world? Or have you gone to the greater one in you? 1 John 4, 4. How do you bring your brain into your heart? The word. Constantly transfigured in the renewing of your mind by the washing of the water of the word. And the brain gets anchored progressively down inside the depths of your own heart, experiencing God within the Christian path, the way of the Lord. It's the new covenant, people. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to get really saved tonight. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! You could hear a pin needle drop in this place. Heavy teaching, bro. Give me some soft fluff. I don't think so. We don't practice sorcery. I'm not interested in practicing Christianity to your outer man. It's all about building up your inner man and returning your flesh, which is your soul, your brain, your bones, your spine, the flesh of your heart, the blood of your heart, down into your spirit where God the Father's throne is. And until our flesh is submitted to his throne, we'll never serve God. We're serving images we built of God, religious images, religious idolatry of an external fallen angel counterfeit God because we haven't practiced real Christianity within. We've practiced Christianity externally only, which is actually the sin of witchcraft. That's why it's written, outside the city gates are the sorcerers and the dogs and the practitioners of the magic arts. What's magic? Religion. That's why they have a Star of David in every Freemason lodge in the world. It's because it's religion. It's practicing the law apart from the spirit, people. Hello. It's legalism. Sorcery. There's no sorcery except using the letter that kills apart from the spirit in your heart. So the idea is to so sear the conscience with religion that people are locked out of the Garden of Eden. They're locked out of their own hearts. That's how you kill and control the masses. That's all the manipulation in the media mountain. 
That's all the manipulation in the religious mountain. The high place warlocks of the seven mountains and the seven headed beast of the Hora Babylon has so seared the Christian's conscience that they haven't even found God in them. So you go to 99% of churches, practically 100%, and they'll be lifting their hands to an external God, but where's God? In your heart. So why aren't they laying hands on their heart and worshiping God in their heart? En masse sorcery, bewitchment, false teaching that has not led the brain as an anchor into the spirit where God the Father's throne is. Still practicing external religion, old covenant religion in the new covenant. So you have witchcraft mixed with righteousness. If you know God, you only know him within. The gods that you know on the outside that claim to be Jesus, none of them have the piercings. None of them died on the cross, not a single one. Every single one is a fallen angel. The fallen angels are the gods of external Christianity. Huge revelation. All of you have been experiencing it your whole lives. That's why there's been so much madness. What's madness? The brain connected to the external. What's peace with God? The brain controlled by the spirit. Romans 8. Who has peace? Who has mental stability? Only those whose brain is controlled by the spirit of God from within their hearts. So the word of God is sent as the sword to return your brain. The flashing sword of the Garden of Eden is Jesus Christ, the word of God. And as it goes into your ears, faith comes by hearing. It returns your brain to your heart. We're learning how to enter our hearts. We're learning how to enter the gates of the kingdom of heaven within you. Luke 17, 21. Easiest verse in the Bible to memorize. It will cost you everything every day of your life to experience it. That the kingdom of heaven is within you. Luke 17, 21 is the new covenant. That's what Jesus brought. Moses brought external law. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Internal law. It's the law of love. It's the very throne of God beyond the veil, without types, without shadows. Few Christians have ever practiced it. Most Christians have a mix of spirituality of the external realm, which is Galatians 3.1 bewitchment, using the gifts of God that are irrevocable, still in their brain realm, and they're not controlled by their own hearts. They're out of control. They don't have the fruit of the Spirit self-control of the Spirit of God. They have fallen angel control of the carnal mind, using the things of the Spirit, using the gifts of the Spirit, here in the head instead of here in the heart. They're not in heaven. They're outside the city gates. That's why he said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I didn't know you because you didn't do it in the heart. You did it in the head. Too much thinking, too little drinking. We got to repent, return to the vineyards of the Garden of Eden. Enter the Garden of God in your hearts. Flashing sword will lead you all the way through. You know, like Rick Joyner's The Final Quest. They're climbing Mount Zion. And you got to a certain level where you're tempted to put your sword down. Anyone that put their sword down slid down the mountain. Why? Because they couldn't go any further into Christ in them and they got sucked back out into the external realm. Your experiences in the glory is how much your mind goes into your own heart. Amen?
written in the Bible, that you may really fully come to know the experience of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in you. <laughs> that you may become the living amongst the dead as the temples of the Holy Spirit. Who is in you? Do you know who's in you? Four and no more, people. Everything else, burn out. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the Godhead in you, sharing that heart. You need to be able to look down through a cleansed conscience. The Word of God is what cleanses your conscience, mixed with the blood. And you look down, and you know God, your rich treasury of glory, Ephesians 3.16. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Father, helping us repent. See, the high place is within. Here's what I saw yesterday bringing revelation and I go down by the Spirit through my heart and I saw the center of the earth which is inside your hearts right now because you're the earthen vessel jars of clay, the clay is the earth do you understand how God created creation around Adam and Eve's spirit, soul and flesh the heavens are in you even the New Age believes that you're a universe, but apart from Christ, it's just in knowledge without glory, which is fallen angel tree, the knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> Anything apart from Christ is a lie. Anything apart from Christ within you is a bigger lie. And that's where they really get you after you're born again. They get you bewitched. Because you know Jesus is real now. Now the only thing the demons can do is get you to practice old covenant external religion and not go down into your own heart by sacrificing the soil in your heart for Jesus Christ. So very few dig down, and those who do will pave the path of righteousness that will shine ever brighter. There's a path being paved. It's restoring the ancient paths, Scripture calls it. What's the ancient? Man's DNA, Jacob's Ladder, is the ancient path. It's having crystal clear bloodlines, genealogies, from your mind, your forehead, all the way down through your heart into your belly. It's just the record of the genealogies of Christ. Pure, perfect, river of life, circle of life release through all the timelines recorded in your heart. Every generation since Adam can be found in the record of your DNA right now. It's just dormant. It's all in there. We all have the same grandma and grandpa. Every single man and woman on this planet Every nation, every tribe, every tongue has the same grandma and grandpa. You are very, very closely knit and DNA blood related. Every human being in this world. And as you dig within your own heart, you find that. You find all kinds of other stuff. Why you didn't know them within. Why you didn't know the well of salvation. The spring of the fountain of the Lamb was unknown to you because the stuff blocking you was the scorpions and the snakes and the dirt that the Philistines filled you in with external religion and rebellion to stop the well. You read the Old Testament? The enemies would always go in and plug up the wells so that they didn't know Christ in them. What is Satan doing, guys? 
going through your five physical senses with dirt, garbage, lies, words, all kinds of distractions, every worthless thing in the world to clog your well, lest your mind finds the throne of God in your belly. Lest you start to have a crystal clear river connection of the new covenant temple and can lead people in the eternal ancient path within and start saving the world. Start transforming the external automatically by transforming the internal. Change your hearts. What did scripture say? Rend your hearts, not your garments. Internal, not external. Few have ever done it because it costs you. It'll cost you your comfort zones. It'll cost you your opinions about politics, about religion, interpretations of scripture. Everything that the human brain thinks it knows, that's what it costs you. Especially the stuff you think you're right about. Oh, that's a fact. Research. Science. Half of it's not true. It's just shifting sand. Building on the shifting sand is what? Building on the brain. Building on the solid rock is building on Christ, the throne of God, in your spiritual stomach, in your heart, the rich treasury of glory. Storing up treasures in heaven in you. How? By an anchor for your soul, the word of God. Getting anchored deeper, going all the way down. The spirit led me all the way down through the center of the earth. That's the ancient path. And right through the throne in the center of the earth, right through the first man's bones, is all the glory of God. It's the ancient path. You'll find the four rivers of the Garden of Eden within. And they'll spring up and they'll become the lion, eagle, ox, and man right in your heart. And that's the morning star rising in your heart. That's the kingdom of heaven rising in your heart. It's the living waters, the river of life, Ezekiel 47, rising. We came to a place in the river, a level of bringing the brain down into the glory within where no man could cross. Oh, so you're telling me if I go any further, I'm no longer a man. I'm no longer a woman. That's right. Neither male nor female, neither Jew nor Gentile. It is written, you become living creatures. Behold all things new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, what does the Bible say? living creatures what are the living creatures around his throne bible talks about it in revelation and ezekiel you have the wonderful faces you have all of these things going around eyes faces eagles lions ox hooves one had the appearance of a man it's your transformation by the gospel does that mean he's going to mutilate your physical flesh so you look like a beast? No. The revelation of the gospel will take the mark of the beast off your faces and your foreheads. It will take the animal nature out of you and give you the living creature nature, which is the Father's omnipotence, which is dominion over the four winds of heaven and the four corners of the earth. All creation submits to the Creator these are the progressive revelations that destroy the idolatry of the carnal mind. The reason why scripture is written the way it is, as a sword of Eden, is to attack the lies that Satan and his angels have used to deceive the nations. The very thing that caused the fall, the word of God is constructed from the Father to tear it down. 
That's why it's written in such strange language. Apocalyptic language, wisdom, advanced wisdom. It takes great wisdom to understand these words. Why? To tear down Satan and his angels and all their building in your hearts, in your minds, and in your blood. It will not make sense at first. Jesus said that. Later on it will as it burns up the curse of the fall in your hearts and brains. The animal doesn't realize what's going on as it's being burned. It thinks it's being attacked. People who hear the true gospel hear the sword of the spirit going into their brain and they think they're being attacked by a religious preacher. You need to loosen up, bro. Too intense. The sword of the spirit is a sacrificial dagger of a priest. Hello? No longer in the natural. Now in the supernatural. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. It is the priest's sacrificial dagger to destroy the natural bondage of the lies of Satan mainly in your brain. Mainly right here. Because Satan builds his whole kingdom on knowledge. What does he do? And the more knowledge you fill your head up with, the more you're cut off from your own heart. The more you die. The more you eat, the more you die. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve ate it and died. Why? Because the more they ate, the further they were separated from their own heart. Just eight inches away. Can't you see it now? Wow, we're getting wise. We're beginning to interpret the scripture perfectly apostolically at Father God's level of revelation. It's true. People with lesser revelations says, I don't know about all that. I don't interpret the Bible that way. You keep growing, you will eventually. <laughs> There'll be so much revelation spread out for a feast for the nations, they'll call it the marriage supper of the Lamb. What does it mean? Everyone's brains married to their hearts. No longer outside the gates. The gates of God will enclose upon you. The floods of the days of Noah that Jesus prophesied, his second coming, is the heart realm drowning the brain realm and every brain is an anchor that sinks under the heart realm it's when a people get so built up in the heart so built up in their spirit their mind so renewed to the greater one in them the throne of god becomes a canopy out of these people's hearts as your hearts are knit together in love as the apostle paul writes you create the garden of eden Garden of Eden is the hearts of the believers combined. Also called and symbolized in the Old Testament, the tent of meeting. So they take all this fabric. Paul talks about fabric. So God's a seamstress. We've learned that God's a perfumer, a baker. Now God's a seamstress. Why? God's a goldsmith. God is a swordsmith. He's a blacksmith. He's taking all the elements of your natural realm, burning them together with his word and his spirit to create his original design out of the fall. And it looks just like a big lump of clay in the natural realm. It often looks like a total mess. That's why it says, purchase eyes sab to see so you can see in the eternal realm what the Father's building. You look on the external realm, it'll be offensive and a stumbling block every step of transformation you look within you'll be encouraged every day by what you see even if you get five inches of snow on the day you're supposed to install all your concrete 
<laughs> what a sign of wonder, man. It's so wild. <laughs> Got a bunch of people, volunteers fly in from other states, and the earliest blizzard I can remember in the history of Minneapolis. We had five inches in our backyard. So it's gonna melt, it's gonna warm up the next few days. It's all good, gotta work it out. The outside can't rule the inside, and so you're learning through revelations how to eat for your inner man. How to keep your heart in dominion over your mind. How to stay in peace. What are the temptations and the tests of this life? Testing your peace of your brain to see if idolatry, which is anything external, can steal your peace, your connection, or your covenant to God in you. Since every step and stage of growth is progressively going inward and living from within, out of the kingdom of heaven and the garden of Eden, inside your inner man, all revelation has to focus on that path. What does the Bible say? The word of God is a lamp unto my path, a light unto my feet. Where are you walking? When you were totally deceived and bewitched, you were looking for paths externally. You were looking for advice externally and how to make money. It's the number one thing people want advice and stuff for, and they don't secret messages at night, you know. I can't figure it out. The path is within. The path to pr prosperity is within. In the first realm that you enter, when your brain repents and enters Eden in your heart through the sword of the Spirit, the flashing sword and the cherubim of the glory, is Hevelah. Maybe we can look it up here. I'm going to read it in the Amplified Classic. You guys still read the Bible or you chuck it off the mountain <laughs> like the people climbing Mount Zion? I don't need the word anymore. I'm in the glory. I'm in the presence. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Bless you guys. Genesis 2.11 The first river. What does the Bible say? The first mention of prosperity and finances in Scripture, and people try to bury it up, but I know Jesus spoke of finances more than heaven and hell, heaven and hell, faith and love combined, and it's a sore subject for everyone because everyone's idolatrous to their, to their core. And they just totally fake it as if money's not a big deal to them and it's like man you're a total liar and deceiver like you need to get real in the garden of eden and have a treasurer like jesus be like jesus have a treasurer enter this dominion of the first river the first realm and the first mention there's a principle in scripture called the principle of first mention meaning any subject that you can imagine and encounter your lifetime. Go to the first place it's mentioned in the Bible, and that's the principle of first mention, the foundation of the revelation for that area of your life. So the first mention of finances, money, wealth, is in Genesis 2.11, and it names a river 
and it's the first river, Pishon. It is the one flowing around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And Havilah is the land of prosperity. It's a realm of financial prosperity that the river takes you in. So you have an anchor where into the river, out of your belly flows rivers. What rivers? The rivers of Genesis 2.10. And your head is supposed to be a river head. Right here. So your head is going down into the river, going into Eden. And the first realm of the first river is Pishon. Lion, Eagle, Ox, Man, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Four rivers. Four heads. And the first one, the first realm, is the realm of prosperity. Isn't that interesting that Solomon had to first bring the gold into the temple then he second had to sacrifice the animals and then the glory filled the temple that's the type and shadow for you understanding your return your repentance into the glory of God it's returning first the gold into Pishon it's entering this realm inside you by the river of life this is one of the rivers what does the Bible say John 7 38 doesn't say the river of life. It doesn't say the river of glory. It says rivers, plural, because there's many rivers. Genesis speaks of the rivers of the Garden of Eden, and these are the rivers of life. This is how you return to heaven on earth. This is original design. We're not returning to the book of Acts. We're returning to the Garden of Eden. This isn't Acts revival. This is Eden revival. You had Acts Revival 2,000 years ago. We're not backsliding. We've been progressively growing inward by revelation and wisdom through prophets every generation since the Apostle Paul. The baton, the torch, has been passed on generation to generation, prophet to prophet, wise men to wise men, to have the depths of the river formed in our hearts. That's what's being dug. See, people will kill the outer man, but it doesn't harm the spirit. The spirit continues on. You know, they killed Polycarp and his spirit flew right out of him in the form of a dove. You can't kill the dove. <laughs> you can't kill the human spirit. And the promise of the overcoming of the angel of death Abaddon is the human spirit overcoming the death spirit. And this is the path that does it, people. And you can see how everything you've learned in religion your whole life fights this ancient path. The entering of the internal realm, the entering of the river, and the entering of the Garden of Eden. Your only battle after you're born again is to stay within and not practice external hypocrisy. And everyone in the world fails thousands of times. That's your discipleship is to keep the brain anchored. The first is named Pishon. It is the one flowing around the whole land of Havilah. And I saw it as a realm yesterday. It's so interesting. <laughs> that these are the realms of the river that the rivers created the Garden of Eden. And if you can understand, it's in the spirit you've already received from God. You have the power to produce heaven. You just need what? The revelation, otherwise you'll still perish, even if you have all the building equipment inside your heart. 
you could have the master builder. You have God in you. Everyone here knows that they have Christ in them. You believe that. You have Jesus in you. But what do you do with Jesus in you? Why do people still struggle so bad even though they have God in them? They don't have the understanding of how God works by His Word. They don't have the blueprint. They don't have the vision. Purchase eyes have to see. He says you're blind, and when you're blind, you're falling into pits. You have to see God, Matthew 5, with a pure heart within you. And as you see God, God will teach you His ways. My ways are higher than your ways. They work inside the inner man. They're costly of external idolatry. It will cost you everything you're clinging to in the natural realm. And people say no, don't they? So what? when you say no and your conscience is seared by disobedience to the spirit of truth trying to lead you inwardly, then you get locked out of your own heart. And they live a life, but they're dead. Crazy thing God showed me last night. As the path was cut within, and I saw the whole ancient path restored. He says those that haven't dug within, those religious leaders are outside the city gates and are the furthest from his throne. Every teacher, every preacher, every minister in the world that practices brain, intellectual, intellectual reasoning Christianity for your thinker and not your heart is actually keeping people outside the city gates because they're not allowed to go into their heart. They lead them to Jesus in the heart realm and then the rest of the time they minister in the brain realm. That's the epitome of the definition of Pharisees according to Jesus Christ in the Bible. You'll ask them to receive Jesus into the heart and then you don't take them into the gates. Jesus said the Pharisees stood at the gates and stopped the children from entering the kingdom of heaven. You need to understand that's intellectual Christianity that works in the brain. They'll, they'll totally let you get saved in the heart realm, but after you're saved, they lock you out of the gates. So you're looking for him your whole life, but you never really find him within you because you've been ruled by Pharisees. Pharisees will not give up their pulpits. They won't give up their churches. They won't give up their buildings. They'll never listen to me. I've tested it by the thousands. I've been doing this a very long time. They're not going to change. What's going to change is people in a mass exodus beginning to practice real Christianity. Beginning to repent and bring their brain inward. They'll find immediately they start to get persecuted by the people around them, the externalists. It's a different religion, people. You could have the same New Testament. You could have the same words, ones written on the brain, ones written on the heart, ones practicing paganism, ones practicing the presence of his glory. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, the rudder of the whole ship. Where does it go down to? Right in the heart. Got to be controlled by the Holy Ghost. Got to be controlled by the inner man possessed with God the Father. You begin to find the divine nature within you. You begin to go on autopilot. Your whole soul begins to transform to the desires of the Father when you live within. He's a very different man than the fathers of the earth. Very, very different. 
divine humility is so hard to see people can't even see God because his nature of perfect humility they're blind they're only looking here in the head realm what does the Bible say that Jesus knew the hearts of all men he knew that what they had in their heads was the makeup the falsehood and the pretending he called them pretenders because what they had in their heart was what they really were what they had flowing through their blood he called them snakes because in their heart and their blood was the river Nile he saw what they really were he could look into the blood he could feel the vibration and the frequency he could hear what the blood was speaking vengeance vengeance crucify him crucify him is it not the screaming of the blood of Abel with the masses shouting crucify him he could hear the blood you could hear the blood speak when it was hidden religion you could only hear it in the spirit you can hear the thoughts of their hearts you can feel the thoughts of all hearts you can feel you can see in the eternal realm of reality you don't have to be blind God wishes for all his people to purchase ISAF which is the anointing controlling your brain that you may be using the divine ability to see what's in the blood the life is in the blood but so is the death in the blood and we wrestle not with flesh and blood but Satan and his angels do in fact there is no sacrifice without blood in heaven or hell every operation of hell requires blood every altar requires blood if there is crime it requires blood murder <laughs> abortion war secret altars and buildings made by human hands but the main thing is cleansing your own heart so you have solutions to all these satanic problems we are still entirely too much outward focused and we think by voicing our opinions outwardly even from a biblical perspective and a biblical world worldview will transform the world it won't you have to bring your brain all the way down into the throne of God you have to start living in the throne room glory only the glory can restore the nations it has to be the throne of God and the throne of the Lamb there is no other light you can't do it all you can do is sacrifice more of you so you don't even become the healer and the helper all you do is yield and sacrifice more and more within so you get no credit so it does nothing for the sinful nature don't let them know when you give so you lose your rewards don't let them know when you fast so you lose your rewards like the hypocrites give in secret fast in secret why do it in the inner man for God bring the brain into the eternal realm learn how to please the Holy Spirit people pleasing is a demon needs to be devoured from our midst if you are pleasing people externally listen please the father internally please God you need to know and understand that every real prophet and apostle is only pleased when you are pleasing God in you it's not about pleasing a prophet or apostle it's about pleasing Jesus Christ this is a big deal right now because the apostles are starting to come forth in such power that people get into apostle pleasing 
Yes, then the apostle represents Christ the most accurately, but if your brain is attached to the external of the apostle, you'll still get into the sin of people-pleasing and fear of man, which is what? A snare. You stop growing, even if you start getting into external apostle and prophet-pleasing. This brown-nosing business that's everywhere. The Lord rebuke people-pleasing. You need to be Christ-pleasers. Listen. A wise man, if you rebuke him, he'll be wiser still. What are you going to do when you go into Christ in you? Bring a razor blade to everyone around you. Make everyone sharper. Iron sharpens iron as a friend sharpens a friend. And you are my friends if you obey my commandments. What? To love your neighbor as yourself. To see them inside yourself. To go inside your own heart where the angels are knitting the fabric of our hearts together in love and seeing God inside your own heart. Inside the place of your meeting. Your prayer life. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.19 And it was written individually. Why? So when you come together, you know him within. You've been pleasing him in you. What do I do with my life? You bring the anchor down into your heart. You know Christ in you. You will fit into the body right where God has created you to be. Automatically, you'll slide right in perfectly. Perfect fit. There'll be no question about who you are in Christ because you know him inside your own heart. When we are technon infants in Christ, we don't even know who we are. Orphan spirits everywhere. Oh, that brother's confident in Christ. I'm going to accuse him of being prideful. You got the same divinity in you. The problem is you don't know him inside you yet. When you begin to know him inside you, you begin to get confident. You'll slide right into place in the body of Christ. Every single one of you is a key member in particular of the body, head to toes. Not all apostles are all apostles, Paul says. Are all prophets? No. They're not. Are all members of the bride? Yes, meaning they're all feasters. They're all drinkers. They're mostly businessmen. 11 out of 12 tribes were marketplace. Read the Bible. <laughs> so most of you are called to the marketplace. Over 90% of you are called to the... Of course, you're a royal priesthood that your marketplace is your priesthood. That you can use the paths within. Listen, God created you to be businessmen. Look at the Israelites today. When God put them into place, the old covenant, they're still on autopilot genetically burning in their bloodlines that 4% of our American population, the Jews, control 40% of all of its wealth. Why? Because they knew what they were created for. They weren't questioning everything. Created for business. It's written in the Torah that you will suck the affluence of the seas, tribe of Zebulun with the ameth amethyst realm of glory. And it's all written for your understanding and benefit of wisdom of what you are to do now in a superior new covenant by going within. You go within, your external realm goes on autopilot. You begin to sacrifice within because it is costly, your outer man will find the path of least resistance. Your outer man gets moved around as your brain returns to your inner man. You get placed into position where God's created you to be in the external world perfectly as you go down within your own heart. As your conscience is cleansed from the death of practicing externalism and sinks down inside Christ in you. 
See, the closer you bring your mind into the throne of Christ in you, Colossians 1.27, the faster your bones are moved by the altar to the place you are to serve. Bones represent altars. You have no altars except bones. Not one of his bones are broken. Why are you telling me about his bones, Bible? What is this, the occult? No, this is God's original design. Why is Satan wrestling Michael the archangel over the bones of Moses? It's about the altar of the old covenant. It's about the altar of the law. It's whoever controls the trading grounds of the bones, the flesh realm. And Jesus' bones were, were ascended by the spirit of holiness to the right hand of God so that no one can touch the new covenant. No one can touch the sea of glass, the trading floor. It's untouchable to the demons. And they go crazy when you go into those realms, when you go into Hevelah, when you go in through the Pishon River, the river of life. And you let the spirit lead you down instead of out. You let the spirit lead you into the Holy of Holies where? In your own heart. Instead of something outside, you go into something inside, and it costs you lies. That's why so few Christians go down inside their own heart. It's so much easier to be an external hypocrite. It costs you nothing. You could fill your brain up with all the verses in the whole New Testament and still go to hell because your brain never returned to God in your heart. You're still living outside the city gates. Go into the gates of God, which is your own heart. Can your mind enter your heart? That's why the Lamb was crucified. The Old Covenant, they put the verses right on their brain. They were locked out of their heart. Everyone in the Old Covenant was locked out of their heart. We've been thinking God opened the gates of heaven externally. God opened man's heart on the cross. He was crucified at the place of the skull, and the skull with the cross went right down, pierced that place, all the way down into the heart, and Jeremiah had put the Ark of the Covenant right underneath the cross 400 years earlier. It was the returning of the mind into the heart of the throne represented by the Ark. And the blood of Jesus with the earthquake, Holy Spirit caused an earthquake so that the blood of Jesus would go down through that little hill outside Jerusalem and land right on the mercy seat between the cherubim. Representing all the types and shadows are fulfilled. And now through the blood of his cross, you can enter your own heart and find the throne of Jesus Christ right there. <laughs> That's how you're saved. But people don't enter their heart. They enter some external temple of Molech, actually. Very few. This is the great exodus. This is the understanding of the Great Awakening, simply becoming New Covenant Christians. These are realms almost no charismatic or even glory stream ministers have entered in. I listened, I came out of the glory stream in the charismatic church. It's all externalism. It's all external ascension and the signs and wonders and there's a little glory, but then it's a fading glory. Why? Because the ever-increasing glory is only on the inside. In order to go from glory to glory for 21 years like I have, I had to progressively bring my brain deeper and deeper in my heart. And where is the glory? In your spirit. Heaven's in your spirit. Heaven's in your belly. The ancient path. And you go right down through the center of your being and through the center of the earth because they're connected and you go right into the Garden of Eden. And those ancient springs begin to swell up in you. Spring up, oh well. 
the fountain of the great deep, the fountain of the Lord and the fountain of Israel, the fountain of the Lamb springs up as you sacrifice within. And the brain starts to get overwhelmed with the glory, starts to get renewed by the glory, becomes a white stone. What's the white stone? Under water. Gets washed in the water white as snow. It gets washed in the water. Every spot, every stain, every plank, every speck, completely incinerated. Why? Because there's no more hypocrisy. There's no more external judging. There's only judging your own heart using the sword of the spirit to change yourself and not others few of you have ever done that can you use the sword of the spirit to change yourself and stop trying to change others like the hypocrites when you change yourself the river comes out and automatically changes others people don't like to hear this message that's real christianity buddy see the river is the only thing that can change people you can't change people's minds you can only beat them up with rules and regulations. As hypocrites, you just drive them further away from God by your hypocrisy. Christ is what we preach. Christ is our ministry. And Christ is the living water by the changing of our own heart. We're just trying to dig a deeper well. We just want a greater gush of glory, a greater gush of God. We want geysers coming out of us. My brain doesn't even care what it looks like, what it sounds like. It's just got to be God out of heaven through the inner man. <laughs> and it mixes with the heart. It becomes blood. becomes energy. It becomes life. And the blood carries the record through the heart from the spirit and begins to transform everything around you. And you can transform so much around you, but you be so overwhelmed and gripped by he who's in you that you're not even paying attention to it. I'm not even going to be distracted about discipling cities. I'm not even distracted about how big the work is, how big the ministry is. I'm just looking at how big the river is. You go further, you get more, and it grows within. And your external influence grows the deeper you dig in the river within. Until a people dig so deep within. Come on, these are Gideon's 300. They know how to drink. They have drunk all the way down to the throne of the drink. Revelation 22, what is the throne? The source of the living water. They went all the way down in their own hearts. Out of your heart flows rivers. They went down through the rivers into their hearts and found the throne of God. These are the champions of the world. These are the true champions of Christianity. The ones who have perfected the internal ancient path. Externally, they're still persecuted externally a lot of them look like normal people but start to pay a price for isav and see the heart you could see that's not a normal person what's inside them is like the archangels the ones that go down that deep are right around the angels of the arch ones that go all the way down they're not with the small angels apart from the throne far away from the throne they're with the great big gigantic angels because they've gone all the way down into the throne and it's cost them every step of the way and so you see the maturity by how deep they've dug within and all immaturity will be exposed by those who haven't gone within that are still locked out of their own hearts you have the majority of the most immature false leaders and false teachers of all time right now in Christianity it's true and you'll know when it's 
completely taken care of because they'll all be washed away. Everyone will know Christ within them. Everyone will understand the knowledge of the glory. Where's the glory? Colossians 1.27 In you, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. <laughs> and they'll all know God. Where? Within them. It won't be a separation from a seared conscience from practicing New Age religion, practicing Christian religion, practicing Judaism, practicing Islam, practicing any external discipline, any kind of other meditation on anyone other than the person of Jesus will just sear your conscience. And until you go back and wash and return to the garden within you, just outside the gates doing external activity, pretending like you're doing Christianity, puffing yourself up with works and knowledge like a total heathen. It's truly paganism. And then you go back and you repent. You wonder why you burn out. You go around the mountain. Your head's disconnected from your own heart. And then you start paying a sacrificial price. You'll go back within. And you enter the gates of Eden again. And you start doing real work through your own heart. You start changing yourself instead of others. You stop being hypocrites. This is how we grow. And people take time off of going within. And they use that time to do all this stuff outside. And they waste their time. They waste their days looking for the answers where they don't exist and with he who's in the world instead of he who's in them. you got to find this ancient path. This is the way of the Lord after you're born again. Jian Guyan called it growing within. It's all that exists is going within. And it is a simple path. And... For those that don't do it, it's very confusing because how can it all be true? The Spirit will illuminate your mind. Fire will rise as you go into your own heart. The Holy Spirit's just waiting on you guys to come down into your own heart. You'll find the sword of the Spirit there saying, are you ready to enter the gates? And you go right through the sword. The Word will change your mind as your mind goes through the gate into your own heart. And that's what cleanses out all the reptiles of hell inside the garden of your heart. Every place that Satan has sown weeds in you starts to be uprooted out of your own hearts. And you begin to know heaven within you. And your garden of your heart, the soil of your heart, begins to change because you're progressively changing yourself. This is the Christian path. You learn how to take bigger words. Every single one is the sword saying, are you going to pass through that sword and plant it in your heart? And the sword works as you sacrifice your heart. You sacrifice all the words in the world, all the opinions of the human race have to be sacrificed for only the divine word that's separated from the human race to be working in your hearts. And that's the fire of God. That's why it's a sword of fire. They call it flashing fire. <laughs> because that fire kills the human fall kills it it's it annihilates it it feels as though you are dying because you are you're dying the death with Jesus in its pure glory until you learn that way of death that way of animal sacrifice and how it costs you your brain and your heart with the sword of fire working inside you then you begin to learn how to change yourself and then you stop changing others you stop. You know, you can't change others. People are like, well, that's Christianity, that's evangelism, that's ministry. No, that's false evangelism, that's false ministry. Only God changes others. You haven't yielded to the sword of fire, so you don't even know what ministry is. 
<laughs> when I preach up here every day, what I'm doing is using the sword to change myself for the presence of his glory to come out and do all the works. That's all I've done for 12 years at Joel's Bar. I'm speaking the words to cut my own heart, and as I change, Christ comes out and changes you. Our ministry is Christ. Why crucified? Because the brain is yielded to the heart. The self-nature is non-existent with these ones. This isn't anything to do with anyone's soul other, other than the soul of God the Father that's present as the seven blazing torches. What opens the seven seals? What gets you back into heaven? They lamented because no one could open this. Behold the Lion of the tribe of Judah. It was the fire of God and those that brought their own hearts and minds into the fire that returned them into the presence of God. <laughs> Stay in the fire. Stay burning. Give them your hearts. Don't come off the altar. You can never do one work. That doesn't mean you don't do works. That means that you don't let anything live through you, any other spirit. You understand that? This is wisdom stuff here, meaning you let the spirit of burning be the Lord of your life. The fire on the altar guides your very mind and thoughts or influence through the very burning of your flesh. The burning of your heart, the burning of your mind, the flashing sword of the Garden of Eden. Every level of greater glory to live in the land of Hevela, you have to be completely consumed with your flesh and blood by the fire of the Word of God. And it becomes a river of fire all around you that is your hedge of protection to live in heaven on earth. But it takes the full animal sacrifice. Look at Solomon. Thousand goats, thousand rams, thousand bulls, and all the gold into the temple. And then it was a type and shadow of silver being worthless. He began to live in the realm of the Garden of Eden called Hevelah. The river of the Garden of Eden, Pishon, was the first experience for Solomon after he built the temple. And you progressively go into the other rivers, the other faces of God, the other realms of God. Prosperity is the first one you enter. That is accurately where the body of Christ is at in the global exodus into the Garden of Eden. We are on the banks of the river. We're Joshua and Caleb's spy company. We have scoped out the river Pishon. In the glory realm within, we've seen Hevelah, we've seen this land, this realm of prosperity of the Garden of Eden. It's still there. God's original design, it's all in the Spirit. It's all waiting on you. It's all waiting on the sacrifice of your heart and mind. And that realm unlocks by the Spirit through your sacrifice around you. And you begin to feel the river working. You begin to feel the cherubim angels guarding you, the river flowing around you. Instead of going around the mountain... The river of prosperity is a going around your bodies through your hearts and minds. It's the exact opposite of the curse of the fall. It's beginning to live in the Garden of Eden, beginning to live in the promised land of the new covenant. That's where we're at. And so these words unlock through your hearts and minds those realms of your promised land. And there are angels here without number to make it real to you to even fight all doubt and unbelief in you that keeps you out of these realms and locks you outside the city gates of your own heart. See, the sword of the Spirit is attacking other spirits that are locking your hearts out from heaven. 
So you have to eat a progressive word, an ever-increasing feast, in order for these realms to expand in your heart. And your mind begins to be persuaded. You begin to feel the fire, and there's something there. I don't know what you're talking about, but I can feel the glory. I can feel the spirit. You can feel the wind. You can feel God moving. And all these words begin working in you to create the same land of God's original design for the promised land of all his Israelites, all of his sons and daughters. Remember, Israelite means son of God, prince with God, Israel. And you are the Israel God. You are the 12 tribes of Israel. Each one of you is progressively getting the 12 gemstones of the 12 tribes on your breastplate of righteousness to practice the high priest, Jesus Christ, righteousness and power and glory through your hearts. And it's those stones, those treasures in glory in your heart that gives you access into these realms and seals you into these realms, the transforming of your inner man and the yielding of your brain and the outer man to the inner man and the heart on fire and the stones on fire. The amethyst of Zebulun is something that God is doing this week, this season with this tribe. And Zebulun will suck the affluence of the seas and the riches of the sands in the Song of Moses. It was the tribe of the amethyst gemstone and God brought me into this amethyst realm and the fragrance of violet and purple and everything was glowing in the glory of God this week. <laughs> and then I saw that all of these realms of glory were inside the stone that was resting in my heart. So the mind goes into the stones and experiences heaven as the word of God changes your heart. Your mind is controlled by the spirit and you live in the realm of peace, the Jerusalem, the Salem of God. Jerusalem just means city of peace. Where is the peace of God? It's in the gemstones, the treasures of heaven burning in your heart and they start to control your mind and all your visions and thoughts are controlled by your heart and your heart is getting glorified and it's pulling your brain down with you. And so the mind begins to have all these experiences of the Word of God living active and energized, sharper than any two-edged sword, to fight the lies that would keep the brain out of the glory realm. And your brain starts to get solidified in the Garden of Eden. And you have constant, non-stop spiritual experiences. No on and off, because you're not going in and out of the gates. You've gone in the gates, you've paid the price, you've counted the cost, you've gone to war against all the things of Satan in your own life to make your life a life laid down to live in heaven on earth. Amen. Thank you, Father, for those that have counted the costs and gone to war to pay the price to sacrifice their whole hearts, their whole minds, their whole souls, and all their flesh, bones, and blood to live in these realms, these pioneers and forerunners, these trailblazers at the sound of my voice that will map out the first realm of the Garden of Eden, the first realm of the promised land, Hevela, where there is gold by the river Pishon. This is the territory you are taking in Red Letter Ministries, says the Lord. This is where you're being established and it will unfold and you will even pioneer deeper and there will be masses beyond number that will follow you into these realms of experiencing Hevela in the Spirit, which is the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Through the Word, which is the path. The Spirit of Truth will lead you into all truth. Where is the Word of the Spirit leading you? Hello, the Garden of Eden. Into Hevela. Through the river. 
through the sacrifice of self and the sacrifice of finances, sacrifice of pride, the bulls, rams, all your lust, everything in the natural realm, everything in your fallen world gets sacrificed because the sword requires it in order to form the Garden of Eden around your life. The Father only asks for a sacrifice so that you can have heaven on earth. Why? You need it. The new covenant is a million times more sacrificial than the old covenant, guys. Why? Because you're entering the permanent spiritual realities of what Adam and Eve walked in. They'll be very costly at first because almost no one knows the path. But as you begin to demonstrate and pay the price and become the most anointed leaders of all time, the sons of God, everyone will come after you in the past that you've paid for their minds to enter their own hearts first and then have every heart knit together in love that will form the whole Garden of Eden in the Bride of Christ. And all of our brains will live inside our collective hearts. That's the kingdom of heaven within you. That's Luke 17, 21, fully unfolded. And the last feast to be fulfilled now, this is the Feast of Tabernacles. That is the tabernacle of God. That is the Garden of Eden. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for angelic ministry now into all of our hearts and minds. Whatever each person needs to grow into the vision of the promised land. The promised land is a vision. It's a prophetic existence and an elevation of the Holy Spirit. It is a climbing of mountains. It is an ascension and a descension. It is a sacrifice. It's a spiritual discipline. It's by faith alone that you're saved, by believing the words that create the realms of God. We believe the words of Satan. We got locked in the natural realm. You're coming out of hell. Hello? <laughs> to be locked in the natural realm is called hell. So everyone's just brainwashed by hell because that's all they've ever known. Now you're coming into the glory realm to get brainwashed by heaven. Believing different words creates a different reality around your physical bodies. And as your faith gets perfected in love, the Bible says, then you reach the unity of the faith, the perfection of the saints, and that will form the Garden of Eden. You'll begin to unlock the revelations of each realm as the Spirit of Truth teaches you and leads you. We'll begin to continue to pioneer these realms. People will have their own experiences as whole tribes of Christianity, whole tribes of Holy Spirit people around the world begin to enter these realms and will share revelation. They will all feast together on truth. You see that? And it's the most beautiful thing. Sharing bread, sharing revelation. It's already been going on for a while, but it will bring the full vision of God of all the Holy Spirit people in the world. So don't just be listening to me. After I sow this word into you, I listen to you until tomorrow. Because I always reap what I sow. So I've been sowing for so long. And then every day, in those that I sow into, I reap revelation. I reap spiritual experiences. I go into your visions. I go into your experiences. Grow my understanding through sowing and reaping. Sowing the Word of God. And then all of our hearts growing in the living Word of God. All of our experiences overlapping. And seeing they were all from the same heavenly place. And the unity of the brethren gets stronger. 
and constant divine experiences of the Spirit and the Word. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for it. Let the Spirit and the Word unite all the tribes of Israel, unite all the tribes of Christianity. Anyone who believes in Jesus, I pray they'd just be overwhelmed with love now. That even the evangelicals and those that don't even speak in tongues be so overwhelmed by the presence of the love of Jesus that we could all just agree in the glory of God. There's a humbling and a humility coming to the whole planet that it'll just be Jesus or not. And people will choose Jesus. It won't be your version of Jesus, your interpretation of Jesus' words. It's just going to be Jesus or everything that's not Jesus, which is total hell, without all the kind of gray matter divisions that we have right now. All of that's going to burn up. Jesus is heaven. Jesus, in this realm of Havilah, is one of the four chambers of his heart. These four rivers come out of the four chambers of the man, Christ Jesus. You are learning how to live in the Messiah's heart. <laughs> but as you know the paths of the arteries and veins of the body of Christ, you know this is the first one you enter as you enter his heart, as you enter heaven and Eden, which is living in the four chambers, the four realms of the Garden of Eden. The rivers around this realm. Can't you see it? It's the artery. It's the blood. And it's spiritual and it's natural. In the natural, it's your physical heart. In the natural, it's your physical blood. In the spiritual, it's heaven. And the mind's being renewed to see into the spiritual through the blood. So there's no separation between spirit and blood. And they all become one big mixed mess. Stirred together by the angels. Burned up with the seraphim. Burnt up with the fire of God. And you know his blood wins. There's nothing like the blood of Jesus. You can mix the blood of Jesus with animals' blood. You can mix the blood of Jesus with pig's blood, rat's blood. You can mix the blood of Jesus with raven's blood. You can mix the blood of Jesus with all the nation's blood. And what The blood of Jesus is going to purify all the blood of the earth. And all the blood of the earth will be mixed together and produce heaven on earth. What is the blood of Jesus? The river of life, crystal clear, sparkling. And the fullness of eternal life in the tree of life is the new blood of the animal flesh and everyone's spirits alive ruling over the brain ruling over the bones and ruling over the blood as it was in the beginning when Adam and Eve didn't even know they had flesh and blood so you're going back through the blood and undoing through the water gates like King David who took Jerusalem from the Jebusites he went up through the waterway he went up through the blood conquered the very heart of Israel Jerusalem through the heart, through the arteries, through the veins, and began to see the vision of the body of Israel. Began to see the eternal body of the Messiah as heaven on earth, through blood, through water, and the natural and the spiritual mixing as one in the restoration of all things. In Jesus' mighty name. There's a lot of wisdom in there. Let it be absorbed into your spirit. Let it be shot up into your brain. Let it renew your mind and let it anchor your mind deeper within your hearts in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and be blessed. We're still trying to raise a little support for all the upgrades in the house. There's so much stuff going on here. It's mind-blowing. So check out the videos on Facebook. Sign up for the emailer if you want to see all the updates. We got a new app. Check this out. Bam. Glory light.
by RLM. Available in the Apple Store. Got all kinds of pages, focuses on short videos. Completely different content than our other app. We have the RLM Business app, and we have RLM Glory Life. Glory Life and Red Letter Ministries are the two names in the Google and Apple stores. All completely different content. We're really using the RLM Glory Life app to reach the millennials, wild colors, just really cool, awesome stuff. Lamborghinis and Ferraris. <laughs> the land of heavenly stuff, you know. Hallelujah. We've got our, both our radio stations on it. You can download it. We've got a messaging system so you can have one-on-one -on -one time with all the leaders. Really cool stuff. If you'd like to give, you can donate at redlettermin.com or you can text REDLETTER to 77977 and give by text, give by PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, or you can mail a check to Red Letter Ministries, P.O. Box 18188, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55418. Thank you, Father, for the sacrificial offerings of gold into the land of gold, restoring the gold into the land of gold. You need to understand that the gold was taking taken out of the spirit and was hoarded and, and held in clenched fists by men and women for thousands of years and all the gold, all the riches will be restored into the spirit, into the lamb, given to the lamb, into the garden of Eden and then the glory will fill the temple as you restore all things to their proper owners in the name of Jesus Christ. So I pray the Holy Spirit and the angels would speak to you about what you can give and restore the land of Hevelah where there is gold. And by sowing into that realm, you will walk into that realm because it's sacrificial. You've paid a price. It's valuable to you. Very important that these things become valuable to you. I have shared with you some of the most valuable revelations in existence in the entire world tonight. This stuff is priceless. It will seal your very minds in the Garden of Eden if you believe these words. Value these words. Put a price on these words and give into these words. Sow into these words. It's a sacrificial offering of finances. It's very precious to the heart of God. God loves cheerful givers because the very river of Eden is named gratefulness. Giving. It's the giving river, Pishon. And so you only get into that realm of Hevelah where, where there is gold by giving. Very important to understand that. The very river itself is named giving, to give, cheerful giving. Then you enter these realms of Eden and God, you give and God will give back good measure, pressed down and overflowing. It is written. You know the verse. Why? Because you begin to enter the land of creative power, the glory land. Hevela, where there is gold. I pray every single one of you who gives all of our partners, all of our sacrificers, would be sealed in the Garden of Eden's realm inside the chamber of Jesus' heart within Pishon, the river of prosperity, in the land of prosperity, in the name of Jesus. And I ask the sent angels to put a seal on your hearts and minds and flesh and finances as you make sacrifice today. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.